0: Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of Irrational Confidence, a basketball podcast created by three dudes who love basketball and, just like their favorite players, have the irrational confidence to let every take fly. Here you'll find weekly episodes on league news and transactions, team updates and performances, and fun debates on our favorite NBA topics. My name is Lino, and I'm joined by our hosts, Kalen and Micah. We hope you enjoy this episode and thank you for tuning in. Let's get to it.
1: Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Irrational Confidence Podcast. My name is Micah. I am joined, as always, by my fellow hosts, Kaylin and Lino. Today's episode is going to be a little different. We're doing a little All-Star special this week, so we will go over the latest and what we deem most important news and notes from around the NBA. But after that, we're actually going to get into a little Super Bowl discussion, since that was this past weekend, and give you guys some recommendations of some of our favorite non-basketball entertainment things to enjoy so we might talk movies or tv shows but the all-star break is around the corner so give you guys some things to check out now that you're going to have all this non-basketball time you need to fill up so first news to get into was the one that uh, i was definitely most excited about and that is that terry rogier is going to be okay Uh, During the game against the Boston Celtics, it looked like he suffered a nasty knee injury. His knee kind of his leg kind of hit Kevin Love and it twisted in a weird way. And he reacted in so much pain that pretty much everybody thought there's a good chance of a season ending. And it turns out just a little sprain. They're saying it could be like soon after the All-Star break, he'll be back. So honestly, best case scenario for that for Terry. Um, uh, the situation that is not the best case scenario, unfortunately, is Dyson Daniels suffered a meniscus tear, and right now he's sidelined indefinitely. As we just went through with the whole and bead thing, the meniscus, there's two different routes you can go. You can have it shaved slash kind of removed to get back quickly, or you can do a full surgery that'll take you out several months. This news is pretty fresh. I'm assuming that's kind of why they listed indefinitely, because Dyson probably is still deciding what to do on that. Lena, I know you watched a lot of the Pels this year. What did you think about the Daniels injury and how it might impact them?
0: Man, it's just very unfortunate that this is happening. I think Dyson Daniels is a really good player for them. He's having a pretty decent season right now. And most importantly, the Pelicans have been uh, on a roll as their team has been fully healthy. Like right now in their injury report, it's just Dyson Daniels and Cody Zeller. And so for the most part, they've had a good stint of having the full team. And that had kind of always been the issue is that This team struggled to stay healthy, and so we've seen them kind of dip in the standings uh, earlier in the season, but they've had a really strong run. I watched them route the Clippers the other day, and they just had a very, very strong performance when they're all healthy and going, and so this will definitely be quite the bump in the road for them and hopefully doesn't escalate to, you know, uh, a lot more overwork for the other players and hopefully they can at least get maintain the health of their other players and Dyson Daniels. whether he decides to you know go the short term or the long-term route can get fully healthy for them because he's an impact player on their roster right now and it's just sad to see him have to go through something like this but uh, definitely shout out to Dyson Daniels. hopes I hope everything goes well for him but uh, hopefully they can keep this ship moving um, through the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, definitely. It it's a nice thing. Um, it's it's a kind of a bittersweet thing, but the Pelicans have had so many injuries over the years. All these guys have gotten so many reps that I do feel like they have good depth to, mm-hmm. you know, help out now that Dyson's gonna be out a while, but never, never good to lose an impact player, but that depth should help them. Uh, another team that has some newly acquired depth is Kalen's Los Angeles Lakers. It was announced, um, I believe over the weekend that Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be signing with them. And He gave an interesting anecdote about why he chose the Lakers over Dallas that our friend Jaron took some issues with. Uh, The analogy wasn't completely coherent to me personally, but that aside, Kalen, what do you think of the Dinwiddie pickup?
2: Um, Yeah, so this is kind of uh, polarizing, I guess, as they say. Um, If you are kind of down on uh, Spencer, then, you know, You probably could just go check his basketball reference page and find a ton of reasons uh, why you don't like him. He's been an inefficient scorer uh, over the majority of his career. Um, And if you do like him, uh, the information isn't as readily there, but I've been listening to people who are much more familiar with this game than I. And I think there are some things uh, to like about his game, and there are some reasons to be positive. And, you know, it's a buyout pickup, so completely – free to just add him to the roster so you know at, at the worst it's, it's going to be a wash um, but right now the Lakers are particularly injured with guys like Gabe and Max and uh, Cam Reddish and Vanderbilt all missing time right now so he is definitely going to get an opportunity to play right away and Darvin Ham spoke already about uh, potential three guard lineups which I'm not personally a big fan of three guard lineups um, but if Um, Spencer can be effective in uh, catch-and-shoot opportunities, which is what he had a lot of in Dallas uh, when he shot 40% from three overall, which was far and away his best um, stint shooting the the long ball. So obviously going to have more catch-and-shoot opportunities. I think he was doing more on-ball stuff uh, in Brooklyn, um, more over-the-break threes, which he doesn't excel at. um, But he has been an exceptional uh, catch-and-shoot from the corner Uh, shooter so I think even this season when his three point numbers are down I think he's shooting 40% from each corner so that is pretty good and that can uh, help the Lakers his defense um, he is bigger and a stronger athlete than D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves so I mean that's something it's not like an awesome defender Um, probably expecting to be guarding like two guards he's not the biggest guy but I think that He won't be, you know, he won't be worse than uh, Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell at the very least, I suppose. But uh, I'm still worried, you know, he's not going to be helping out with rebounding and stuff like that. And the numbers with Torian Prince next to D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves really have not been great. And that's kind of part of the reason why Torian Prince doesn't help out with rebounding. He's not a great defender. So I guess they're going to try and just bolster the offense and shoot their way to some more victories down this stretch. But I think I'm still going to hold out to see how it looks before I can really pass
1: any type of judgment. Um, Yeah. Well said. And yeah, I think, you know, I think he's the best guy available in the buyout market and you know, you add talent for free. So it's, it's tough to argue against it. If it doesn't work out, you know, then your rotation will go back to what it was, but I'm excited to see, especially like his downhill juice. Like if he can start getting to the free throw line again, stuff like that. I think, I think that could be a cool fit for the Lakers. A couple other quick buyout news notes just to wrap up. Um, Thaddeus Young is going to the Suns. uh, Could play like some small ball five for them. Um, We'll see if that is something that really sticks. And then something we covered mostly last week because it was already being reported, but Kyle Lowry is officially going to sign uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, The Miami Heat play the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow. So there's a chance Lowry could play the Heat almost right away because of the... Sickening. yeah, the Sixers are pretty shorthanded, so that could be fun to see uh, See uh, Lowry against his old team. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But that'll mostly wrap up the news and notes. Uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of days in the NBA leading into All-Star break. But we did want to talk about the Super Bowl that was just this past week. Uh, I at least can vouch for myself that I know significantly less about the NFL than the NBA, but I do follow the NFL. I enjoy it. I'm an avid uh, fantasy football player, so especially offensively, I'm familiar with most of the players. Um, And my fiancé is from Missouri. I went to grad school in Kansas City, so I usually end up watching every KC game. So it's a fun game nonetheless. Uh, Lino, I'll throw it to you first. What were your big takeaways from the Chiefs' 25-23 overtime victory against the San Francisco 49ers?
0: I think that that game... Finally picked up speed in the fourth quarter, and ultimately ended up being a fun game to watch uh, towards the end. But man, the first two quarters were pretty ugly from football perspective. I just was not <laughs> being very entertained, and was kind of just looking forward to commercial breaks <laughs> the first few quarters. I was, uh, I'm uh, relatively high on Brock Purdy, and was just really wanting him to like do something cool, like at least once. I'm sitting here trying to like really hype up to my anti Purdy friends. Like, look at this out route he just threw. It's perfect. He put it where only the receiver could get to it. And I was like, bro, please throw like a 50 yard bomb. Like, I need this for the narrative. You didn't really help me out there. So that was kind of uh, disheartening. Uh, Really did not want to see the Chiefs win another one, but my wife is a. Pretty decent Chiefs fan. Her grandma is like a diehard Chiefs fan, is from Kansas City. And so she was highly invested that on top of with the compounding Swifty effect, Um, had his rooting for the Chiefs through most of the playoffs, unfortunately, uh, despite my own free will and desires there. But uh, the game was interesting. Towards the end, we got some overtime. The overtime rules are pretty crazy. It's funny to find out that, like, those players. Didn't know what the new overtime rules. I didn't know about it until they put it on the screen. Uh, I guess I hadn't watched any overtime football games this season. But uh, hearing that the players also didn't know about it and that the Niners hadn't come up with a plan was pretty strange. And so that was—I uh, would have just been very interested to see them score a touchdown on that first drive and think they won the game, just to find out that <laughs> the, the Chiefs actually get to get another go at it. But overall solid commercials usher did his thing and uh the chiefs lived to win another day i guess Kalen, uh, what were your thoughts what are your takeaways um so
2: uh i personally am a raiders fan my whole family is raiders fans um i watched the game at my parents house they had, they had a super bowl party and uh, there were a lot of people there in raiders gear and if you know anything about football rivalries uh really don't care for either one of these teams, to be completely honest. <laughs> um, yeah. So, But I actually did kind of uh, pick the Chiefs to win. Uh, I do like Pat Mahomes. Obviously, I think he's uh, an awesome player. And I kind of just want him to kind of go chase Tom down. I think that would be incredible to kind of witness. Um, and, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we pretty much did get to see the entirety of Tom Brady's career, too. So that's kind of incredible if we get that back to back so i mean why not i, I think that like I-, I wanted lamar jackson to get his i, I think he's a-, a great player and i would have been okay with that i i don't want to see pat mahomes lose to brock purdy who who, who-, who is that i don't we're-, we're not gonna remember him in history so i was glad the chiefs won the game did start off a little slow but the overtime was awesome it was a great ending great finish uh and i was we got to see great plays and all that. It was good. I, I really did not pay attention to the commercials this year. I, I felt like they were not that cool. Maybe that's why they were not grabbing my attention. I don't know. But there was a lot going on at the house. Um, so I, I don't know. M- Micah, did you, did you like any of the commercials?
1: Um, so I'm not like uh, crazy into Marvel and the MCU and stuff anymore. Uh, but I do really enjoy the Deadpool movies. And I was really excited about that trailer. That you know, Hugh Jackman surprising his role as Wolverine. So I was excited to see that teaser. That was a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, nothing else uh, too much. I feel like so often now is the case. They like release the trailers like the week of like online. And to me, it kind of kills like the excitement of it. Cause I feel like especially movies were like a big deal. Um, The Beyonce ad was cool where it was like it got over and you're like, did she just release a song? And then like you go look online and she did. Like that was really cool. Um, but yeah, and then the game overall, I mean, it was, I just, I love watching high level competition. It reminds me so much of the finals to where it's like, like Christian McCaffrey had 30 touches. It was like the Niners were afraid to give it to almost anyone else. Like in the same thing <laughs> with like Kansas city, like, you know, um, Kelsey led them in targets, Mahomes led them in rushing. It's like, you really get stripped down to just the things you have absolute confidence in. Because, like, I mean, Miko Hardman had, like, the game-winning touchdown. But most of the time, you don't want to give, like, you don't want to put the Super Bowl in, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's hands. Although he, <laughs> he did have a touchdown, I believe. But, you know, most of the time, you want to trust it to just the guys you trust the most. And, and I think that's the most fun of, like, high-level competition oh,
2: like that. Oh, hold on. I didn't know we were about to get into this. Let's break it down, man, because I think that uh, Brock Birdie was incapable Of uh, getting the ball to the other weapons that Mm. they have, obviously that they trust McCaffrey. McCaffrey was really doing his thing. Like they used him as a workhorse. It was awesome to see him Mm -hmm. work, but um, they would have loved to have gotten the ball more to uh, to Debo and uh, Kittle, and and I think they Mm -hmm. really couldn't get those boys involved. Part of that, you do have to give credit. The Chiefs' defense is really amazing, particularly really good. The secondary uh, and their defensive line, but I mean, they have players all around the field on defense, mm-hmm. and it was really going to take um, somebody more than uh, Brock Purdy's caliber. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in the camp that that says Brock is kind of just like a, a game manager, like a good one, but I don't, I don't yep. think he has that that um, that elite ability for these type of big games to make big plays, uh, and obviously, Mahomes does. I think that kind of we kind of saw that, you know in that game yeah what do you think Wayne?
0: i think it's it's just hard to for me it's hard to judge i think he's pretty good i don't know if he's necessarily amazing and it was hard watching this game but it's hard to judge because we just saw we know lamar jackson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league mm-hmm. and we just saw this kansas city defense like not give up a single thing when it comes to like big plays that's fair like, they just don't i don't know they keep everything in front of them mm-hmm. They'll let you get down the field, but they're not going to let you score. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to stop your run game somehow. Like, it's just – it's it's very hard to judge a player based off of a defense that has stopped everybody. It's like, okay, he can do it, yeah. but, like, neither could anybody else. And now they're the <laughs> Super Bowl champions. Right. Uh, and so, but I do think, you know, it, I didn't see a lot of attempts to really uh, – maybe a couple deep balls, maybe a few, like, ballsy plays, but I think – he didn't necessarily have that it factor and he even tried to, you know, use his feet a couple of times, but, and that worked like once and then just didn't work at all after that. And so I just, I feel, I think the same way about Pat Mahomes as maybe Micah feels about like Steph Curry and the warriors, like in the moment now I enjoy being kind of like a antagonist to like the best team in the league. Like I want to root against them. But in the back of my head, I do want to see Pat Mahomes do great things, and I want to be like excited that yeah. I witnessed all of that happen. But in my head, I was like, I want my team to definitely beat them, and i love it if anybody else did, too. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's been very interesting from that standpoint. But got to give it to them. they They put it together. For a team that seemed to have the worst vibes of the season, they managed to really put together a championship run. Well, not really yeah. seem to be having a good time at all this season. So. Yeah, it was like you could argue the
1: worst team since Mahomes, you know, became a starter, certainly offensively, mm. and they still won the Super Bowl. It's like it is probably the best defense he's had, but it's still it's, it's crazy how uh, how successful. I feel like it's to me, I always picture Mahomes um before every game going like this is Patrick Mahomes, and welcome to Jackass. Today, we're seeing <laughs> how I can win with the fewest skilled players in the league. Like, it feels like every year, they're just like, how little can we invest in this and still win the Super Bowl? And, I mean, and especially imagine. offensively. like To me, they're really – and I believe, it was, um, I believe it was Ben Solak on Twitter but made the point that they're really just copying the Patriots game plan now. It's like you have, obviously, elite quarterback – you're the best tight end in the league, and that's really all you're giving your offense. Everything else is kind of by committee. You know, you have a couple deep threats, you have a good slot receiver, running back by committee, and then you just invest everything else in the defense. And it, it's a formula that works clearly. And so it's going to be fun to see like how they develop over time. Obviously, this year there was the big contract dispute with Chris Jones, and thankfully that got worked out. Cause, I mean, he was incredible in this game. Had that oh, yeah. you know game saving oh, pressure goodness. on Purdy, so he was unblockable. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and then that one play, they just chose not to block yeah, him or something. down <laughs> the stretch. <laughs> but yeah, and then Trent McDuffie is, you know, one of the best corners in the league. Yep. I saw somebody on TikTok was saying that you could have given him the MVP trophy and like no one would have batted an eye. He was incredible. He was excellent. Yeah. And Purdy, he at least had that one that got broken up. I believe it was a deep shot to Debo in the zone, mm-hmm. but that McDuffie broke up. Mm-hmm. So they, that secondary was really locked in. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to Juan Jennings because, as somebody that plays fantasy football, he's that guy that's like just a tier below someone you'd actually roster in fantasy football because <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> produce quite enough. But he's like probably the best wide receiver three in the league. Like he blocks well. He you know picks up first down. So shout out to him. It was fun to see him have such a big game. Do you guys have any other Super Bowl thoughts or? Is that pretty much all y'all have from it. Do y'all have any strong Taylor Swift opinions? I feel like we have to address that. Um, Lino, I know you're I know. a fan, of-
0: yeah. You know, I'm a fan, I'm a Swiftie, my wife is a Swiftie. Like, it is what it is. I think they tallied up, she was shown for a total of eight seconds across the whole Super Bowl, and so it's like I think it's always been that case. She's just it's really just been a few times, and the narrative is. Exhausting, but she seemed to be having a good time. It's crazy. She showed up with freaking Lana Del Rey and Ice Spice. Uh, the picture circulating of Ice Spice meeting Jason Kelsey—it just funny. kills me every time I see it. It's, it's like very funny. so bizarre. Um, but I mean, what a life to live, you know? She was just twenty-four hours ago in Tokyo performing in front of like fifty thousand people on her like twentieth stop on this tour, where she's made a bajillion dollars. And she hopped on her private jet, went to Las Vegas, watched her boyfriend win the Super Bowl, went to a party where they were playing her music. Like I don't, some people just get to win at life. (laughs) uh, But shout out to her. Uh, Shout out to Travis Kelsey for probably being the most normal boyfriend she's ever had. It's just like a dude, <laughs> stand by. Like, it's the best guy you can date. It's just a dude who's just a dude. Like, he's not super artsy, he's not super intellectual, but he's not an awful person. Like, he likes football and <laughs> hanging out with his friends. <laughs> it's the safest bet you can have. It's like uh, the best, yeah.
1: uh, best brother in law you could ask for. Exactly. He's just like, oh, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. We don't have deep conversations. He's a nice guy. I like him. Yeah.
2: No T-Swift
1: thoughts
2: for me. <laughs> get, good call. Good call. Listen. t for me. Yeah,
0: like we, we need to keep yeah, all man. the listeners we get. <laughs> I'll clip that, throw that on there, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> as far yeah, as okay. where these teams go, I just, I don't think, like, I guess the Chiefs keep doing what they do, but they got to figure out the vibes over there. They yeah. won a championship with having awful vibes, but these guys are, like, maybe that's just their thing now because it used to seem like they were having a lot of fun, but. Now it just seems like they just yell at each other until the game's over. and <laughs> They figured it out. Yeah, um, then, it You know, it gets intense. Like a, it is football. Go ahead. Well,
1: I was just going to say, it might be like a Shaq-Kobe-Lakers kind of thing where like this yeah. deep into it, they just like flip the switch in the postseason and every year we'll be like, oh, this doesn't look like a title team. And then they just, you know, do this or something Figure close it to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think KC is pretty <clears> – <throat> they're going to be pretty good moving forward. I really feel like they have their formula. I, I can't remember which one of y'all said they were kind of just doing the, the Patriot thing. And the formula they won with it uh, this year is, is definitely one of the formulas that teams usually use, which is if you have uh, a quarterback who is taking up a lot of your cap, then he has to be somebody – that can uh do without some of those weapons and elevate some people. Uh and Mahomes obviously able to do that. And oh, a yeah. smart organization. We've seen the way they've drafted in the past in the past couple of seasons. The Tyreek Hill trade, uh, to acquire more draft capital and, you know, take awesome uh, you know, young people. their, their defense is super young, uh, but back to back Super Bowls for them. So I really feel like, you know, five, six Super Bowls. Definitely not out of the question. I think he can catch Tom. Oh, for sure. Uh, so it'll be fun to keep watching him.
0: One last thing. Uh, what did you guys think about the Usher halftime show? Oh, yes.
2: Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. We should up. talk about that. It was awesome. I thought it was incredible. Pretty freaking cool. I,
0: yeah, it rocked. I don't know if I've
2: even ever seen a halftime show where I, I personally, now this is just my advice, but I knew like all the words to all the songs. So for me personally, I was very engaged. It was awesome. I love to see Alicia Keys and uh, Lil Jon and, and Luda. And I, I got excited when I, I saw I saw his, his hair. Like, oh, did he bring the afro back? And then they, somebody was like, oh, I think it's a wig. I, I don't know. Was it a wig? Did you see the, the Luda thing?
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> that- I didn't get to really tell. Oh, I think I think Could he's grown here. Has he grown here in America?
2: I didn't even know that.
0: But um, no, I, I, it's I, a, big, a week is pretty crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought a, sure uh, a lot of kids, my A lot of kids online didn't uh, know who uh, Lil John was. Did y'all see any of that? We're that old now. we the hell now. The people we that's grew up crazy. with are unrecognizable. It's crazy
0: because shots is still what college kids listen to at college bars, like. They're still just playing shots. Like, <laughs> it's the end of Lil John's career, but I feel like that's the beginning of his career for young people. And so uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I think he needs to keep his hands to himself and leave Alicia Keys <laughs> alone. But, and I think that Alicia needs to get one of those auto-tune mics. But uh, otherwise, it was pretty good. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Early on, I thought there was like some audio technical difficulties. And I feel like that happens too often with Super Bowl halftime shows mm-hmm. where it's like this is like the biggest production in the world. How do you guys not have this like running perfectly? But it seemed like by the end, it was all good. And yeah, that was a great time. It was just a lot of fun. Exactly what you want from a Super Bowl halftime show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not his fault, but I'm sure you guys heard the whole like Bieber rumors swirling uh prior oh, to yeah. it, and people thought Justin Bieber was going to make an appearance. And for a lot Very of
0: people, yeah,
1: exactly. But I feel like the main takeaway was still was an excellent halftime show. So I feel like when there's expectations that don't get met, and people are still saying it was great, that's that's a sign that he really killed
0: it. Mm. Actually, it's yeah. so funny because they have like one song together. It's like, I don't even know what you guys are super excited Like You wanted Justin Bieber just to get up there and do his songs in <laughs> the purple sweats, like in the, in the fit when he was 12. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. I feel I like know. he
1: gets credited for like discovering him, though, right? Weren't they like yeah, a Batman sure.
0: Robin kind of thing for a while? Yeah. He was like producing for him and like kind of being like a, just kind of his entry into the industry. Um, but they didn't make a lot of music together. Like they don't have like True. iconic. So they have like one, I think song that they did together. But yeah, I think people really just wanted Justin to get up there doing Justin songs that like just his solo songs, like just in the middle of the Usher show. Anyway, I think this uh, is my protege. Justin Bieber.
1: I think next year's in new Orleans. If you guys could pick anybody to be the halftime show for that, what would you pick?
0: I'll let you go first. Caitlin, I need a second. to think about this.
1: Um,
2: I, I don't know. I, I saw people uh, saying like Lil Wayne should perform. I I, I don't
0: I don't know if that's
2: uh, inclusive enough.
0: Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm, plenty of people know Lil Wayne's songs. That's just gonna be a lot of bleeping, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like live censorship is not gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some some little kids are gonna hear some crazy words. Um, but uh I would probably I like that actually. Um oh, dang. I don't know, get Bieber out there. I would I was thinking I when we were talking Justin about Bieber. Bieber, I would I would a, love to yeah, see I'm a, a Bieber, Bieber halftime sure. show. That'd be pretty I, see, crazy. I kind of
1: thought that's why he didn't participate in this one, is because he was yeah. gonna say, like, nah, if I'm gonna be out there, it's gonna be mine. Yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber would go hard I as a halftime show. He's yeah, a great was, singer. Uh, the catalog is crazy. Absolutely. He, he, deep deep. So that'd be fun. We'll see. Maybe we just predicted it. We'll clip this and uh, maybe next year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll uh, that'll conclude our Super Bowl reactions, but super fun time. And uh, it's always good to discuss something other than basketball with the fellas. And another example of that is going to be. Some recommendations. So, you know, you guys only know us uh, unless you know us personally as basketball people, but we do have other interests and we thought we'd share some of those with you guys because over the next few days, unless you're a real sicko and I'm just going to be crushing like old game tape, you'll probably need something to do because all the hours you watch basketball are now available for the next, you know, eight or so days. So, with that in mind, we just want to give uh, basically a little roundup of things we've been into lately. So, Lino, I was thinking I'll throw it to you first. Really, whatever you want to get into. uh, What's been taking up some of your time?
0: So, right now, I've been balancing uh, a lot of shows. I haven't been much into movies. I think the last movie I watched was Saltburn. It was pretty good. I think it's streaming on either Amazon or... I think it's on Amazon Prime, but... Uh, Saltburn was pretty good. Um, but right now, shows I'm watching, we actually just restarted The Walking Dead. I haven't watched The Walking Dead since like high school, but I just, I, I think a lot of the TikTok memes of John Bernthal running around uh, became like pretty big over the past year. And I was like, I got to go back and watch that show again and see if it was good. It's pretty good. Like, we watched the first season in like a day, it's only like six episodes. And my wife got into it as well. And so we've been watching that. What's crazy about The Walking Dead. Is that in like episode three or four? They have this whole dynamic in the show where it's like we're trying to get America together to deal with this crisis of the apocalypse, and so we're going to have racists in our cast, and they're going to have to, you know, get along with people of color. (laughs) It's like it's just so I get where they're coming from, but it's very jarring because in like the second or third episode, one of the main like country racist guys just drops the hardest like ER <laughs> you could possibly think of. I don't remember and you're like, that. golly, that's crazy. That just happened on like daytime television. But um, what's crazier is <laughs> the good guy, the good Southern guy, Rick, the main guy, he's like, we don't have any ERs. And he just drops the hardest ER right after that. He says, we just have living and the dead. And I was like, Okay, You might have to do
2: another rewatch, Micah. I guess
0: you're, you gotta no. go back and watch. It's crazy because the first one you're like, "Well, that's crazy," but I get what they're doing there. When the good guy also says it, but is trying to say it as like, "We don't do that here." It's like uh, I think you missed the point. The point is you're not supposed to say it, and so that was weird. Wow, um, but otherwise, it's uh, it's been pretty interesting. It's been a pretty fun watch. if um, you guys? Did you guys watch The Walking Dead? Yeah, I watched um I wanna say the first
1: like three to four seasons. Um, mm-hmm. I'm people listening that did watch it, there's a very traumatic character death that that's there's a lot in the show, but there's one that's like wow. That's when I stepped off. I was like, This is this is too miserable. Um, so, yeah, Lino, I wanted to ask you, have you watched it in its entirety
0: before? No, you- no I can't remember where I stopped. I feel like it was one of the character deaths. I can't even remember which one um, that I was like, okay, I'm I'm good. I think it was around three or four, but there's yeah. 11 seasons out currently, not including wow. the spinoff shows that they have. And so I saw that and I was like, what did they do for 11 seasons? They just, like, they're zombies and you either stop the zombies or you die. Like, what what have they been doing for 16 episodes per season? Um, So that's what I'm hoping to find out. Uh, Kaylin, have you watched The Walking Dead?
2: I have not watched The Walking Dead. I I was literally uh, scrolling around uh, on, I guess, Netflix or whatever, and I I saw it. I, I thought about watching it. I'm not big into zombies. I've tried to watch it before. Uh, but yeah, the the zombies just do not entertain me at all.
0: So. Yeah, that's fair. It's uh, it's it's like uh, it's fun. It's like uh, it's I can't do shows that are too anxiety driving right now. Like <laughs> fair enough. Like Ozark. Like I watched a season or two of Ozark and could not finish it because I was like, this is just stressing me the hell out. No,
2: Seriously, um, yeah. yeah succession. Like, like
0: I got two episodes in a Succession, and I was like, no, I can't do this. This is giving me too much secondhand cringe and (laughs) anxiety everybody is terrible to each other uh so this show has like the drama that i'm looking for without like the intense amount of anxiety uh building up and so that's been that's been a good balance but it's very interesting when you compare it to something like the last of us which recently came out which is obviously you know the walking dead if it was written by like christopher nolan (laughs) it's like really really good and so comparing the two like the quality honestly isn't too far off on what they're able to do and the writing is maybe a bit of a ways off but otherwise they're they're pretty good um like standing points for the genre
1: yeah yeah it's listening to you talk about that reminded me shows that I feel like put you they drop you in a world and there's so much mystery around it. Like when The Walking Dead starts, like you don't know how people became zombies. You don't really know, like how it gets transferred. Like you have everything has to be found out. And I feel like that always makes the first couple seasons of shows like that so compelling. Mm -hmm. But then as the writers, I feel like it gets harder and harder to keep that up because you can't keep adding mysteries like you can't you have to give the show like the viewers enough to like feel like they're not just being like led into the dark but it's also like so tough because at some point all the mysteries are out and then what are you left with like i remember watching um attack on titan And the first few seasons of that felt like the very best of The Walking Dead to me, where it's just like, "Whoa, I'm in this world. I don't know how these people do this or that or, you know, how are we going to discover all this? And all felt exciting and new. And that show, in my opinion, like really nailed the dismount, uh, but it had to expand the world like to a crazy Mm -hmm. degree. So I'll be interested to hear from you, Lino, as you kind of watch how they navigate that through 11 seasons
0: yeah it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy but uh Kalen, what are you uh what what have you been filling your time with this week
2: um man you know it's interesting i'm so i'm not really um a super i'm not really super into television because I really don't like to sit still for a long time to be completely honest and you know m- my wife she'll kind of watch uh you know she she's really good she'll kind of watch whatever I kind of throw out there. And uh, a lot of times I'll just kind of jump around. So we watched uh, season one of The Witcher recently. Oh, my wife watched. Awesome, that. it was really good. Um, and I was locked in for that season. Um, but I think sometimes shows like they'll, they'll have a strong season, but like the finale won't. It won't. It won't make me wonder what's happening in season two. If it don't, I'm good, bro. I'm really good. So um, I, I kind of stopped watching The Witcher after season one. And, bro, to be completely honest, this might be uh, maybe a little embarrassing, but I freaking love this show. I've been watching uh, Gilmore Girls. Uh yeah. <laughs> amazing. Oh, I love Gilmore Girls. <laughs> this show is top tier. I just, I, I just kind of just started not too long ago. I'm binge watching it. I just finished up season two today. Um but it's it's really been it's really been incredible. Um, like whenever I do watch television, like I just want it to be like, I don't know, like good and like kind of real. I, I don't like uh, like forced drama things. I don't like like reality mm. television because I fuck like even that is like scripted in a way where they don't tell you when the drama is forced. And uh you know Gilmore Girls is just really a grounded show like it's just you know it's just a mom and her daughter just trying to figure out life you know they make mistakes but they make regular people mistakes nothing forced no self-destructive just to create you know storylines just figuring out school and romance and trying to make some money and navigate family and you know just
0: a regular program that feels relatable (laughs) um
1: you might have <laughs>
0: yeah. sold me on that one i haven't watched it not because i didn't want to but it just never was something i grew up on and so but i've heard people love it and so that's definitely something i'll have to tune into micah are you familiar with the, yes. with the Gilmore so girls? So yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah rory and Lorelai yes. are my people that's yeah i love that show i have a sister who's five years older than me so for pretty much all of my childhood, I was just her sidekick. So whatever she was watching, I was watching. <laughs> nice. So, you know, like the OC, um, yeah, every kind of reality TV show you could think of. Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. The basketball, like teen drama. Um, I didn't know they had one, one of those. One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill was another oh, one. was basketball
0: in One Tree Hill?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's how it starts. It is a basketball. It's like Friday Night Lights, but basketball. Never but then, do that's that. Like, Wild. Never it's like did. way never different at the end. Um, but yeah. So, love, but like to be clear, More Girls is a, a quality uh, way above most of those. So yeah, great show. Great writing. Still holds up. Yes, it does. uh, It's very good. Well, now I'm very excited. I'm excited to hear like who you think Rory should end up with and all that stuff. So I'll I'll definitely be keeping up with your thoughts on that. Dude,
2: awesome. I'll I'll throw it in in the random (laughs) section. Yes.
0: Absolutely. How far along are you on the show?
2: uh, I've watched the first two seasons and it's, it's, they're long long. They're like, 22 episodes a season. Oh gosh. Like yeah, those, those 90 shows episodes. So yeah. it's it's long. But I, I always feel like if 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 it can keep me still and I can binge watch two whole seasons of that, like I, I hate sitting still, so I like I know this show is fire. But what really got me excited uh about um talking about this stuff today, whenever you put it in the group, uh there's one show I know we can have an awesome debate around, maybe hold the whole genre. And this is a show that I don't like or watch at all. But I know you guys are watching <laughs> it. And it's The Bachelor. I, I want to <laughs> talk about this show so bad. I, 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 okay. I want y'all to tell me about why you like The Bachelor, what you like about it. Okay. Just,
0: yeah. So, look, I need to just—I dis- do watch a decent amount of reality TV okay. show. I think the original topic I had submitted was that we were going to talk about the craziest things, like, shows our wives have put us on. Um and reality TV is definitely one of them because I didn't watch any reality TV before um, me and my wife started dating but now I watch a ton of it and I love it. The Bachelor has been the final like step because I was always like I just it gives me the ick it makes me uncomfortable I didn't like watching it and she really wasn't watching it at all over the past few years but this season she just really wanted to watch it for some reason and so we started it. And it started just like all the other reality TV shows where I'm like, I'm not really interested in that. I'm fine. I'll go like do something else or watch the game. But then as episodes go on, next thing you know, I'm putting the laptop away. Next thing you know, I'm making sure I'm (laughs) home with the gym before the new episode of the bachelor comes on. taking notes and they're taking notes. We're having 30 minute debates post episode or mid episode about what we think is going on. And so now this is my first season watching the bachelor, like in its entirety from like, I think I missed one of the episodes in my period of disdain, Um, but I watched the first and I watched this latest episode, and I think one or two of the others, but this is my first season watching it. Micah, tell me a little bit more about your history with The Bachelor, how you got here. Right. uh, How you
2: got here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so yeah similar
1: thing my older sister malia uh, watched the son of reality tv show with her um but even after she moved off to college i'll be interested to hear y'all's thoughts on this but like at that age when you're like in high school um i mean i guess you'd like a lot of guys would typically turn on ESPN or something I just don't remember like laying on the couch and being like oh what am I gonna put on it's usually like MTV or VH1 and 90% of their content was reality TV mm-hmm. and I don't remember thinking back and being like oh my god a new episode of like flavor of love is on I can't wait but it was just like <laughs> well this is on and this is like stupid and kind of funny so it's hard to describe like why I keep coming back to these shows other than like uh, I enjoy discussing them with my family like my fiance watches it my sister all my cousins and then by proxy like all their husbands so it's fun to talk with everybody about it and it to me it's almost like this is probably a bad analogy but you know how some people talk about certain drugs and it's like if you take them and you really resist it you're gonna have a terrible time but if you kind of just let yourself like succumb to it it can actually be pretty enjoyable it's very apt to me, that's The Bachelor. It's like, yeah, you can sit there the whole time and be like, this is stupid. These people just want to be famous. But if you let yourself, like, fall into it, you're like, Sydney's so stupid. Why is she bringing <laughs> that up very, right very, very
0: stupid, by the way. Sydney and Leah. Okay. Kaylin, let me break this down for you. Okay.
2: Let's, uh, let's so we it. got
0: Joey. Okay. Joey is our Bachelor of this season. Cool. I didn't watch The Bachelor last season, so I don't know much about the guy. Um, but he's the guy this year. They, they picked him. He's the one looking for love. And so you've got your there's all these girls here. And we're trying to I'm trying to keep wrap my head around keeping up with all this. And Micah, tune in whenever you feel like or chime in whenever <laughs> you feel necessary. But we've got Joey. We've got a lady named Maria, who I feel like Joey has a pretty strong connection with. Um, and there's a couple other ladies, there's a bunch of other ladies. But particularly, there's a lady named Medina, who's I think in her 30s um trying to find love and medina is uh talking about like how her age feels like it kind of gets in the way of her being able to uh, she feels very uncomfortable like in this setting because she's one of the older girls um i think maria is either in her late 20s or going into her 30s or something and offhandedly off to the side like somewhere else she just mentions like you know age honestly isn't too big of a deal like i think you know she has a great chance Blah 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 she's just like commenting on that, Um, this other girl, Sydney, I guess, hears that and goes to Medina and says, um, you know, Maria is talking shit about you. She's like making fun of your age, XYZ, starting all this drama. Uh, And so Medina is like, what the heck is going on? Maria, why are you talking about me? And like, there's all this drama built up. And Maria goes to Medina and is like, oh no, it wasn't like that. Um, You know, I was just saying that, you know, I think you've still got a great chance uh, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being older. This is kind of was my point. And Maria's was like, okay, whatever, it's like not a big deal. But Sydney goes and on this tyrant about how Maria is like, you know, like being toxic and bullying and like, this can't happen. She, so she goes, she to hits Joey.
1: all the keywords. Yeah. It's like toxic victim bullying, <laughs> like all the ones and, yeah, Lino, that that's a great background of it. And yeah, so essentially this births this rivalry, this hatred between Maria and Sydney. Mm-hmm. And it evolves into each of them using their time with the bachelor, which early in the show you only get a certain amount of time, so there's 20 women, and they're using their time with this man, they're trying to build a relationship with talking about the other one, especially Sydney. Sydney like all especially she can do Sydney. is is talking about how bad Maria is to Joey. And Joey and Joey's like, "Okay, yeah, that doesn't sound good. What kind of food do you like?" Like he's like trying to get to know her. And and then as it escalates, Maria, who if I had to take a side, I would take her side, she uses the one of my least favorite versions of logic in the history of mankind and she hits him with if you like her, you couldn't possibly like me. Oh, I didn't. It's love that. like that is the most middle school. Like, oh, you dated him. I can't date you. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? So anyway, to 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 how this this crescendos is. Kaylin, uh, have you seen the Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. So remember the scene when the Joker has tryouts and he snaps the pool stick in half, and the two guys have to try and kill each other, yes. and the one that lives. So they do that on The Bachelor, and what it's called is a two-on-one. They do that on The Bachelor. So so Joey Joey comes in on this big boat, and there's Huge just boat. these two women know, on the boat. date. There's just these two women on the date, the two that hate each other, that have established they hate each other with the leads. This is a good idea. One rose. And so they the three of them go on this little triple date. And by the end of it, he can only give the rose to one and the other goes home. And so they both have to make their case. It's like court proceedings. Like you have your opening statement, then you go have your little one-on-one side discussion and they get to the end and he sends home Sydney, which is, I feel like what everyone wanted to happen. Yeah.
0: And we thought it was over, but then what happened? Oh my gosh. And so after that, you know, you think it's over, like, great, you know, the evil has been defeated. Sydney can no <laughs> longer just cause terror in the house, and, like, the girls can, like, move on. But they get home, and so they find out Sydney's been sent home. Sydney obviously has her, like, cabal of women that are on her corner, and they're upset that, uh, you know, Sydney's gone. But there's, like, the people who are super neutral, which is most everybody, and, like, Maria's friends in the house. And they're, like, welcoming her back. And Medina the The catalyst of all this, the lady who was just kind of existing, she like congratulate, like she was talking to Maria, being nice to her. And this girl Leah, I guess, who was good friends with Sydney in a way, is like, I don't like how Medina is switching sides and being nice to Maria now that oh Sydney's goodness, gone. Nice Wasn't Sydney like her best friend? And so Leah pulls Medina aside and is like, I just find it kind of strange that you're like. Being nice to Maria when you were so close with Sydney, and after everything Sydney did for you. And Medina's like, first of all, like, I didn't ask Sydney to do any of that. (laughs) Nobody wanted her to cause that much drama. And also, is it a problem to be nice to somebody? Like, it's over. Like, she's in the house. And Leah's like, I guess. I just have a different set of like standards and like values and morals. And so I just thought I'd bring it up to you and like clear the air and let you know how disappointed I am in you. And that I think you have an abject uh, moral compass. Uh, (laughs) It's like what's happening right now. Leah's like
1: like that young guard that like they turn the corner off a screen and there's three people in the paint and they just charge in there. And you know, they don't know how they're going to finish this play. That was exactly Leah with this conflict she was like i want to address this with you and the person made one good point and she was like well i okay i i guess that's how you see it (laughs) it's like you didn't even have a plan (laughs) you didn't even have a point You just wanted
0: to tell her you don't like what he did
1: with these passionate Passionate, please. How do you respond yeah. to
0: Bachelor fandom? Yeah,
1: let me
2: jump in here. Look, so let me ask a question: What happens at the end of the Bachelor? Do they do they get married or or, or, or do they just go date each other or what? I think they, they get usually engaged. get engaged. I get engaged. Yeah. Okay, so this is pretty much the the same concept as Love Is Blind. You know, you, you're mm-hmm. you're letting a TV producer pick a wife for you or pick up mm-hmm. a, a love partner, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, there are worse people to pick for you.
2: <laughs> oh, a. T- who are they? I would like you to name them. Well,
0: <laughs> that's just how you see it, I guess.
2: That's how you see it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I just have a,
2: a different standard
0: of, you know. Yeah, I guess I just have a different set of... I'm going to dismount from every argument. Just like that. Well.
2: Yeah, I, I just... I just, This is a level of unserious that even I can't get... It's incredibly unserious. I can't, yeah, even I can't get into this unseriousness. And I've seen... All twenty-two seasons of Family Guy, one hundred times, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so, um, my wife likes a, a lot of these shows. Not specifically The Bachelor. She actually uh, leans towards like competition reality shows. Uh, mm-hmm. So she loves Big She challenge. loves Big Brother. That's like her number one. But but the challenge oh, yeah. definitely. She got into that too. And I, I even watched like. Two, three seasons of Big Brother. Uh, that one kind of depends on the, the the people. There was one season that was legitimately awesome because they had cool people, and a lot of times um, people are just kind of whack. Um, but lo- lo- like Love is Blind, that's another one. You know, it used to used to really disappoint me when you was <laughs> really, <laughs> you was because you, you was legitimately into. It. I was like, wow, this dude love this show, bro. This. And, <laughs> He's pretty good. I, I remember one time uh, you, you were like, uh, uh, I think it might have been. Wasn't there one that was in Dallas or something like that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they were literally like filming behind my apartment.
2: Oh my! And, and I remember you saying so, something to the effect of, "Man, these these people aren't that smart," or something like that. And, and I was like, oh, are "You supposed to be a radiologist to get on that show. Of course, they're not that smart. <laughs> it's, it's not what it is." Like
0: to even going radiologist up- is a crazy pool, by the way. <laughs> Oh, radiologistmatch.com but
2: I, I think just like my, my thing with those shows is just the idea of a random TV producer like picking out a group of people and saying like, okay you're going to marry one of them and we're supposed to take this seriously like, like they like they'd be really like on Love is Bond they'd really be oh I love you. I just want. To, no, you just met this person. You don't. How could you love them? A TV producer no. just told you to talk to them, and now you're in love. Like, well, come on. And then, like with the Bachelor, it's like, are you really gonna watch the guy you're after or the girl you're after just talk to fifty other uh, people and and make out with them? Or I don't know. If, uh, uh, you know if they do that on the Bachelor, but
1: I, oh yeah, I, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I grew up with like you know a Flavor of Love, and that was really really mm-hmm. like going they was dang near you know do a lot of that. shout show. out
1: to
0: shout out to new york
2: <laughs> right right
0: <laughs> shout out to new york is crazy <laughs> end of the pod <laughs> end of the pod <laughs> but
2: that that type of stuff like I, I don't know how could you watch that how could you watch this person
0: well you gotta understand i also do they get mono watching. on that show
2: like isn't mono like rampant on that show how could you not it, get mono it, it, it,
0: they do their health. They do their health checks and all that stuff. I mean, you got one thing you got to understand is that I grew up watching WWE. I did too, very mm-hmm. long time. Mondays, and Saturdays, and Fridays, week after week. And at a certain point, I just found out that it was all fake, and I just kept watching. I said, this Did you is really? Still pretty cool. Yeah, that's, I like, that's oh, when I well.
2: stopped. I, I couldn't because yeah, I, I. That's I used, used to, to be arguing with people. people. Yes, just it is leave. real. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't a chair? How could they? Look all that blood. How could that be
0: fake? <laughs> But, but, yeah, um, I guess that's kind of the diverging road there. It's like you can either just continue to accept that it's entertaining or you can not be able to suspend the disbelief. But what,
2: um, w- once the curtain was pulled, I, could, I couldn't I could unsee that he wasn't punching him. I, I was like, oh, he's not even hitting him. That's, <laughs> I, I can't unsee that. He's really not hitting him for real. <laughs>
0: he's not hitting for real. Um, and also as a friend who like, uh, like my best friend, he was on a reality TV show. Shout out to Aaron. Uh, shout out to Surviving Paradise stream on Netflix. What? Uh, available now. That's crazy. Um, and so also understanding that, like, to a degree, the producers are try to influence what they can, but they do want to let things happen organically because to a certain degree, you don't have to do much to make the drama happen. Like, you just got to kind of push one person in a certain direction and all the other people who you've, like, kept in, like... You really just have to tell this one girl to speak her opinion to everybody else. Well. I, and in a house full of 30 women trying to date one man, that's just going to go crazy. Like, you don't need to script the rest. You just got to send this one catalyst into the room. That's true. But we'll look, let everything look, go can I, can
2: I shed some light on that? Be, because uh, Big Brother, what they do, like, they don't, like, it's, it's not scripted, uh, you know, to a certain degree. But what mm. they do, like, they be sleep depriving them people. Like just yeah. shoving a bunch of alcohol on them, trying to get them drunk all the time, oh, yeah. giving them terrible food, they're just, just in a bad mood, like that. Like to me, that like that is as scripted as it gets. Like you trying to force people to be angry and drunk so they can mm-hmm. fight each other. Like, uh,
1: uh, uh. But, yeah, yeah. So, no, that that's a good point. That was something I was gonna hit on when. Thinking about The Bachelor specifically, I mean, The Bachelor is like, I think it's over 20 years old now, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they knew what they were doing when it started. But to me, I feel like the people I talk to that watch it are much more interested in the social experiment of putting all these people in a house Mm -hmm. with no phone, no internet. They're all competing for the same thing, and there's just alcohol and entrapment, and that's that's all there Mm -hmm. And to see how they interact is a lot more interesting. I don't know too many people that still go into it and they're like, oh, I hope they find love. Like like me and Lino talk about like the stuff we were most excited to talk about was like this conflict between these two random women. Neither of which has a shot to win the show. <laughs> but it's just like, man, people are crazy. Like I go into work and work with normal people, but these people are different. Like, it's just <laughs> crazy to watch. That's the
0: thing. And knowing that like the cast also knows what they're signing up for and then they do it and they still act crazy. Like you've you watched know, some people show. are just definitely trying to, you know, be on TV. That's, mm-hmm. it's a very obvious, like those people, but some of those people are like, you know, like would like to be on TV, but also like, think that they can go in there and be normal. And then they end up being crazy anyway. That, that's very true. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's very true. fun to watch happen. It's like, I know you did not intend it, like I can tell that you're a normal person outside of the show and you also went crazy. While well, this was happening, and to a certain degree, uh, that's pretty entertaining to me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how we got here. Yeah, and uh, I will keep you updated on how things go with The Bachelor. Oh, thank you, thank you very much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's another episode tonight, actually, and mm-hmm. I think I think Maria is going to leave because she found out about the whole Leah thing, um, mm-hmm. and she started getting really frustrated because she's like, "I just got out of this drama, and now people still won't let it go." So I'm just going to go home. But I thought I you loved that dude, home. didn't you? <laughs> I thought so too, man. Dang, that's crazy. Man, it's tough. You know, at, yeah, at the end stuff. of the
2: day, I think the I think the shows where people are competing for like life changing amounts of money, like Big Brother, oh yeah, like Survivor. I, I don't too much mind those. I, I think if I was in the situation, I'd probably go crazy too. If it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, yeah, I would be lying and backstabbing, and I would look real bad. But. <laughs> <laughs> You know, for the money, but doing it for love—I don't know—that just seems weird. Just, just go get on Tinder, bro.
0: It's the, it's the same. The Love is blind. Seasons have also gotten worse and worse every season. Like these other shows, at least like like Survivor got better, Big Brother, The Challenge, all those sh- shows like got better mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. Love is blind. The opposite—it just gets more and more unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, this is going to sound backwards. Yeah, this is going to
1: sound backwards, but to me, Love is Blind is almost like too real. Like, on The Bachelor, <laughs> they don't even talk about, like, who will move to where, really. But, like, on Love is Blind, they'll be like, well, my parents don't really think you make enough money. And I'm like, oh, I don't. I shouldn't be hearing this. This is not, <laughs> this is not a conversation Micah should be in on. Right, like, and, like, <laughs> I don't. Like, The Bachelor is, is so superficial. It's just like, I think I'm
0: falling for you. I'm falling oh. for you, too. Like, it's like. That's, just that's a, one a point actually. That's a point. fair point. That's a great point, because my favorite reality show is actually Love Island, UK. Mm. And that is as superficial as it gets. Yeah. You get like 16 attractive people, put them in a house and just tell them to date. Like that's just, <laughs> there's like, there's no other <laughs> premise. Like you're going to date, concept. you're going to, Pick a partner every week. And you're gonna pick the either stay with that partner, or switch. We're gonna make you guys play some games. We're gonna halfway through the season send you guys to a different house with a whole new set of partners, and then you have to decide whether or not you're gonna go back to your old partner or stay with. It. It's literally the conversations are literally like, "What do you like to do for fun? What are you hoping to do when you get out of here?" <laughs> like, do I get to the leave the very house? Very them no they live in the house
2: so you don't even know if you you like that person outside of a house you don't even know that for real (laughs) they
0: literally live in a villa for 60 straight days but they release an episode every day like you watch every day 60 days yes it's crazy (laughs) but that is some of the most entertaining reality tv i think i've ever seen because it's never anything that matters um Oh, so the more superficial, the better when it comes to reality TV, in my yeah, opinion. That's, that's fair. That,
1: that, that's what gets me through it. I, I don't like actually getting like yeah. invested in how people are being hurt. All, I, I like to keep it up here. <laughs>
2: I think that superficial no rule could sad. also apply to our podcast, guys. We, we just got to keep it superficial. We'll probably do better <laughs> ratings if
0: we
1: just... caitlin
0: honestly. has got to throw a chair every once in a while. We'll
1: hey. be good. Next week, we're going to do LeBron versus MJ. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably would do stupid numbers on TikTok, though, to be completely honest. Probably. Um, yeah. Well, we are almost at the hour mark, so we don't have to hang too much longer. Mm-hmm. I did want to throw out a couple of things I've been watching just because I think they're awesome. And if anybody hasn't watched them... Um, they definitely should number one on my list. I tell everybody watch is blue eye Samurai mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's a an adult animated show takes place in 17th century Japan, just like a huge revenge samurai epic, like eight episode masterpiece, Um, mm-hmm. it, incredible action, incredible voice acting and great character development. It has like all the fun tropes of like samurai ninja action movies, but like keeps everything fresh enough to where, it's super fun to watch and uh it's just the most beautiful violent mess of a show so (laughs) highly recommend that and then uh film wise godzilla minus one if anybody didn't catch that in the theater it was my favorite movie of last year it was it was incredible so i think it's like close to streaming or should be available now so definitely Mm -hmm. check that one out it's the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Um, it's very different from any like American Godzilla movie if that's like what you're used to. It's it's made in Japan. It's beautiful. It's, it's the human element of it is what you follow. And the monster is like a plot device that just kind of propels it. So beautifully done on that.
0: Yeah, that sounds well, like the opposite uh, of what I would want from a Godzilla movie. Like I would, yeah. I would want the Godzilla, but I hear it's amazing. And so it's I'm excited so to good. check it out, especially it's if so I get you in theaters.
2: I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna watch the that Blue Eyed Samurai. I, I saw people talking about it and uh I just mm-hmm. I just never watched it, but it definitely sounded like it was dope
1: it's so cool dude It's I the first
0: episode it looks really good yeah
1: yeah it's like especially if you like like old school like anime fighting like yu yu show stuff like that I it's am. like got Absolutely. really good grounded fights like to me my least favorite thing in anime is when like the two most powerful people are about to fight and they just turn into orbs oh that like God. clash against each other in the sky <laughs> <laughs> i despise that and so like this is the most grounded like violent altercations like every sword slice make or miss you like feel the character feeling it. it's it's amazing (laughs) The blue orbs in the sky. You know what I'm talking like about. Crazy strange right now. Of yeah, shout yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love <laughs> DBZ. but yeah, like I want to see Goku and Frieza like throw hands. I don't want to see the blue and the purple dot oh. just hit. It's like fireflies fighting. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm mad, but, um, another but yeah, imagine. Another game I watched was uh solo leveling. Um it's pretty, new. I think it's got six episodes. It's this world where there's like these monster portals and every, people kind of get reawakened with a certain level of power. Like you can be like a mage or like you should be really strong. Um, but this kid and you can't like level up, like you just get born at the level you're at. And then you have to compete in whatever type dungeon you can compete in um, for money. But this kid is like the lowest level. Like has the smallest amount of energy, very a Midoriya type beat, but um, not as whiny or cryy as I know. Kalen doesn't enjoy. <laughs> um, and uh, well, he as some stuff happens. He gets some cool powers, and he can actually like level up. And so uh, it's been pretty cool so far. It's only five episodes oh. out on Roll. Uh, Would we'll recommend checking it out.
2: I, I heard about that one too. And, and that, yeah, I, that sounds kind of live. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. R- r- just real quick, I know we're running long. I, c- I could even uh, cut it if we want. But uh, one thing I've been super annoyed about with anime is a- a- every anime now just feels like. Oh, uh, I died and reincarnated into a magic world, or oh, I was in high school and then next thing I know, I was in a magic world, or oh, my great great ancestor was a demon and now I'm a demon king, and I just yeah. feel like I'm so tired of the this of same trope right over and over and over again. And this feels a little different, I guess. I don't know what, what is he? He's in a, He just he just popped up in a, in a in a video game world.
0: No, it's like the real world. There's like okay. these pocket dimensions that keep popping up around the planet, and if they don't kill the thing inside the dimension it'll come out into the real world um maybe kind of a little bit like swords art online mm-hmm. um but it does feel he kind of like sucks and then he's like doesn't suck and so right. it does kind of have that isekai too. too. i've, never heard, of, to I've it. never heard any anime yeah. do that before
2: well why do they just keep doing the <laughs> same thing i mean i, I'm yeah, gonna, I mean I'm it's pretty much it, made but... it
0: its own genre like there's like <laughs> it's like a whole genre now where it's like it's just isekai's like they just make these shows and they make them in different proprieties right. um, but it is a little tired that's for sure
1: <laughs> okay I'm sorry well we will conclude there thank you everyone for joining in uh, It's a very fun episode going to talk about a bunch of different stuff hope everyone enjoyed it and as always check us out uh, on YouTube Rational Confidence Podcast uh, on TikTok at Rational Confidence Pod Lino had a TikTok go crazy this past week which is super <laughs> uh-huh. fun that was a lot of really cool to see everybody enjoying that one. So definitely check us out on there. I'm um, not sure about the schedule next week with no games. We might take the week off or do a special kind of episode similar to this. So we'll keep in touch with that kind of thing. But as for myself, I've been Micah with Kalen and Lino. As always, thank you for tuning in and have a great day. Later.